Hi, everybody. Hi, Dads and Nick. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Now, this week, Rich and I have got a bit of a treat for you all. We are going to be trying a tequila-infused or flavoured beer. We're going to break that all down. And this is, of course, what most people probably think when they think tequila-flavoured beer of Desperados by the Heineken Company. But first... Rich, you've got a, a, a hot topic for me? Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm kind of questioning that because you've, you've alluded that you've got something to talk about, but you won't tell me what you are talking want to talk about. So, so it, it's a hot, I don't know, it's probably a hot topic-ish, I don't, I don't really know. I will tell you all about it and then, and then we'll go from there if that, if that sounds all right. I like the ambiguity. Let's go. So, <laughs> so I was, so, so I've just moved into a new, a new flat in Weymouth because I'm, because I'm, Doing all right for myself at the moment. Podcast really paying. <laughs> <And> <laughs> okay. okay. That's a weird flex. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I was and I was doing all that usual shopping. So I've done like my IKEA trip and I've done that. But today yeah. it was it was my day off and had a list of jobs that I wanted to do. So I went to I went to the range. Have you have you been to the range before? It's a uh, home home shop, isn't it? You can buy like plates and bowls and like things for your walls. Okay, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. So I, I was off to get some really cool stuff. I needed to get a new shoe rack um, and a draft excluder. So you know, yeah. you know, proper proper cool stuff. So I was yeah. wondering, and I was wandering around, and I I stumbled across something, and I was like, you know what, this this is it. So like we discussed this not that long ago, but I've I've brought myself. A make-your-own-beer kit. I love to, this idea. <laughs> right. To make, That's great. To, to make 40, 500ml bottles of an American IPA. Hang on, did you just say 40, 500ml bottles? 40, 500ml bottles. And does it... So you don't come with the bottles, you've got to go buy the bottles. No, I'm you've guessing. got to go buy the bottles, but you get this massive fermenting bucket. <laughs> <laughs> This is incredible. Okay, so break this down. So this is an American IPA or American Pale. What what do they say on the on the tin? It is. It's an American IPA. Um, supposed brewing strength is a four point five. Okay. Yeah, four point. Okay. No, no, five point six. There we go. A five point six average ABV and very bitter. Nice. Is, is okay. what it describes on the box. So, so my plan is, it says it takes about four weeks to complete the whole process. So my plan is, over the weekend, is to, is to rustle this up. And then in four weeks, we do an episode where we review my beer that I've brewed. I like this idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do this. Which I thought would be quite funny. And it, who knows which way it's going to go. I'll come up with a really cool craft name. If anybody's got any ideas... Oh, let's do a poll. Let's absolutely do a poll on Instagram for this because I, I think we need to we need to crowd crowd brand your your beer. Obviously, it's going to yeah. be under the overarch or underneath the underarching of uh, of I'll try that podcast. But you know, I think oh, we need to, we could come up with a whole brand around this. So, listeners, we need a name for for Riches and the first ever because I, I think if if this works, Rich, I, I like this idea, a new segment idea that. We can all take it in turns to do it, and then we can review. Um, and yeah, actually, we are going to try and do a, um, you know, we've been remote recording for a long time now, obviously, since COVID started, but we're going to try and do a, um, an in-person review, aren't we, and yeah. recording session. Yeah. 
sometime in November, I think is probably the best bet um, yeah. we've been talking about. So actually, how, how long will it take you your beer to, to come? It's saying, it's saying four weeks for the perfect brew. Okay, so let's, let's, let's book the dates that we're going to do the session together and then you work backwards and you start the brew like maybe four and yeah. a half weeks, let's say, because it'll take you a bit of time yeah. to get going, you know, and then you can start the brew, plan it out and go from there and then we can, yep. we can review it on the, on the discussion. I like this. Okay. Well, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to, yeah. to, to see and taste <laughs> this. So we've, okay, so as, as a group then, this is with listeners included. We have, we have, uh, I, I would say probably about six weeks now. It's the, um, you know, probably about six weeks from the time of this episode going live to come up with a name for Rich's, Rich's brew. So please give us your, your comments on, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, on, on our videos on, on YouTube or, or send us an, e- an email to I'll try that podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and the winning, the winning one will, will become the new brand, branded bottled yeah. beer by Rich. I, know. I might even look into getting stickers made for the bottles themselves. You're into marketing, Joe, and all that sort of stuff. You can design the label. I've, I've worked with a label or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can figure this out. But I, that's it. That's why I think we need to get a, a name going. So that's what we'll do. And then we'll figure out the rest of it. And then we will present this. And, and actually, maybe even the person who comes up with the best name could be presented with one of the Rich's Brew bottles as yes. part of this. We'll get, we'll, we'll get this to you. So, yeah, please do give us your, your suggestions for the best names. And, uh, and like you that. could have one of, of Rich's 40 brews that he's going to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a great Christmas. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm gonna, that, that's what everyone's getting for Christmas this year, my home brew. That's, uh... <laughs> Four weeks for fermenting to make the brew. But obviously, yeah. of course, once you then take it out and bottle it, it's then sealed and it's got a longer shelf life, hasn't it? It hasn't just yeah. got to be drunk in that week. No, no. Well, it'd be, if I was going to drink 40, 40 pints, it, uh, it's, hey, it's possible. But, um, this is, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was looking into, you can get proper bottles that you can seal and seal up and everything like that. So, yeah. Uh, we've actually, it's funny you've been saying that because we've had a, a similar conversation at my workplace actually where we're thinking we should do, do our own brewing of beer. Okay. So we might try, yeah. I, I mean, everyone can get involved in brewing, let's put it. And actually my only other experience to date, I'm definitely not a brewer, um, but we did do a home brew kit, uh, similar to your situation that you're, you're explaining now, um, when I was at uni my second year house and there was about six of us who got involved in this and uh we ended up just go, going down the street in bristol and there's a homebrew shop like it's it's a classic bristol shop it's a homebrew shop just all set up for giving you all you need and so we got a big um you know got all the all the yeast all the all the hops we were we selected that we were going to use a um like a traditional english ale you know kind of closer nice. you know we were thinking in our mind you know like to a london pride-esque kind of beer uh, you yeah. Know, so we got excited by that idea. It was going to be a flat beer. It's going to be about four and a half percent. You know, we had this big plastic. Um, it looked like a, a case, I suppose. Like you can maybe like what you put wine into. You know, like a like a big uh, like yeah, I know what you're talking barrel about. looking thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we followed the instructions, cooked it all up in the first in, in the day that we got back, and we were all excited by doing it. Put it into this into this uh, into the into the big um, barrel, and then we left it. It said. Similar to the situation to yourself, it was like, you know, four or five weeks is the perfect amount of time. So we left it and then we had, you know, we had a, 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 a big party on, on the, like the, I think the, the, the four and a half week mark. 
where we'd been hyping up this this uh, this homebrew that we're going to cater the whole party with this homebrew blah 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 <laughs> don't worry about alcohol beer especially don't worry about beer we've got that covered with our homebrew all these people turn up and then we uh, we crack this open the first step and I cannot express how disgusting that brew was <laughs> it was so bad like i don't understand uh, to this day hold, hold my hands up i don't understand what went wrong because we followed all the instructions well, there must have just been something like in the in how it was kept in the kitchen must have been yeah. uh, that had unsettled it maybe there was too many other like cooking uh you know that was going yeah. on with other extra heat or something i don't really know but yeah so anyway that was a a, a big waste of quite a lot of beer uh, that we had to get rid of unfortunately a very undrinkable beer I must add. So anyway, I'm hoping yours is going to be a raving success. Same here, but we will, we will, we will wait and see. So this week we're going to talk about uh, a tequila-flavoured beer called Desperados. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'm, I am pretty sure most people will have heard of Desperados. Rich, have you heard of Desperados before? I, I've, I've been a fan of Desperados. I, say, I don't know. I say fan. I've, I've liked Desperados. When I was younger, I was a fan of Desperados. They were, they were just a delicious drink. They were perfect to the sun. Everything like that. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm still a fan. What am I going on about? Yeah, I'm a fan. Okay, so maybe you can paint a picture for the listeners of, for those that might not have heard of Desperados, what are you getting from the label of what a tequila flavoured beer is all about? Well, if I'm, if I'm looking, I'm looking at the label and I'm going for, I've never ever tried a Desperado. I'm looking along the shop, I'm picking something to do. I would see a Desperado and I would assume party. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you said party. <laughs> it is, it is it. a party, party on the label and a party in your mouth when you take a sip. Yeah. <laughs> it is all of those things. And I don't, I don't even think they've changed the label that much since, um, since when I first started to try it. I'm really pleased you mentioned this, Richard, because actually design wise, they've changed quite dramatically over the years. Oh, really? Um, and, uh, and the, the fact that you think it's, it hasn't changed that much is a really testament to how good, I guess, the kind of the subtlety of, of, of the brand equities within Desperados. But anyway, I digress because Desperados, you know, the name Desperados, actually, can you look up what Desperado means in Spanish? I'm sure someone's screaming at us right now going, you should know what Desperados in Spanish means. Desperate? Desperados hasn't changed too much in, in the, in regards to that it's always been tequila flavoured. But what they've really leaned into in the last couple of years is that they've introduced a whole new range of beers. So not, not only can you get the original, which is the one that, that started all with tequila, but you, you can also get a red, which has a, a Guyana and, can't even pronounce this word, Guyana and Kachaka flavourings as well. Kachaka. Kachaka, yeah, and uh, yeah, different tequila styles, basically. Yeah, <laughs> um, in there, and and yeah, they've done a lot of work actually on because they've introduced a new product now that they took that opportunity to redesign the product, the brand itself. Yeah. And the bottles, so that you can clearly see that, you know, from everything from the bottle itself and the bottle labels through to the secondary containers, you know, the, the four pack or the, the bigger bottle packs that, you know, you can see which, which one you're picking up, either the original or the red. Okay. I like that. 
So, so I've just Googled what Desperado means, and then I realised I do know what Desperado means, and it means like renegade. Um, okay. So someone who's going to go like a ba- a bad guy, basically. I think so. Would be so, a bad guy. That, I, it, a renegade? No, I think I think renegade. I think of someone who goes against the cur- the grain, doesn't follow everyone else. You know, is is looking to do like to kind of pave their own way, maybe break rules, but it doesn't necessarily have to break rules if you're just kind of doing things your own way. You know, basically, it's trying to empower people. Basically, Desperado speaks to a younger audience. Let's be honest here. You know, there is no one in their 60s going, oh my God, I just really want a a Desperado. I mean, there might be. Please tell us if there's wrong, because actually it's quite an interesting and tasting beer, but definitely how they're styled graphically and their marketing is very focused towards a very young younger audience isn't it well it goes it goes along it reminds me a bit of like you know when we look we're talking about tiny rebel and all of that sort of stuff their, their design is for a younger audience the way their cans mm. are designed and everything like that and that's exactly what i'm getting from desperado bright in your face colorful what's hot on everyone's lips right now is well who owns this brand of desperados now rich do you know who owns desperado I've got an idea of who owns Desperado. Is it is it Heineken that owns Desperado? It is indeed Heineken. Desperados is now owned by Heineken, and they have been. Uh, it was introduced in 1995, um, but it was originally uh, produced by a French brewing company called Fisher Brewery, um, and now it's brewed uh, by Heineken in their uh, color. I can't even pronounce this word. Carlo Van Vanco Brewery, which I'm going to Google where that is right now. So, are you saying this has never been brewed in Mexico? I, I am 100% saying it has never been brewed in Mexico. We have another Foster's job on our hands. Yeah, because that, that's very much what it's, it's targeting itself at and coming across as, that it's a, that it's a Mexican that, it, that it's a Mexican bit or trying to be a Mexican beer. But if it's, it's been created by a French brewing company and is now produced by Heineken. It's one of those great marketing lies. But this is a new beer that was created, I say new beer, it was created in 1995, but this is a beer that was made with the purpose of being a tequila-flavoured like beer. Now, where does tequila come from, Rich? Mexico. Mexico. All the agave plants are in Mexico. Tequila is synonymous with Mexico. It's the national drink. So what is your beer going to be styled after? Mexico. It's <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. This is a Foster scenario all over again. This has yeah. never been made at or is not a traditional Mexican drink by any stretch of the imagination. Why it's got Mexican influences is because of the the beer is is tequila yeah. focused. We, you know what we should if we have anybody listening from Mexico or anything like is this a popular drink over there? Is this enjoyed over there? Because I'm I don't know because well, I read it. You should know. You're meant to be bringing the facts to the people, Richard. We're a beer news and review podcast. Can't be asking them to do your job for you. Well, it'd be a nice thing for them to help occasionally. We're doing all the work here. Um... <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll give them one task at a time. They're going to yeah. find out the name. They're going to give us some name options for your brew. Okay. And then, uh, and then we'll do that. So why don't you Google how many, how many countries Desperados are in and see if Mexico is one of them. I can already tell you that off the top of my head, Joe. Not if go, Mexico's one go. of them, but it's 60. It's exported to 60 countries. I like that. Okay, and so Mexico is one of them, is it? Oh, that's 60 I countries. don't know. That, that part I don't know, but I know it's exported to 60 countries, and it's only just recently gone over to America because it's so popular in Europe, they thought they would, um, they would try it in America, and it's, become very, it's starting to become very popular over there. 
I mean, it makes sense. The Americans love tequila-based drinks, you know, whether that's tequila yeah. or that's mezcal cocktails, you know. So tequila is very, very popular as a product in the States. So I think this just makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the base of this of this beer is is a pale or light ale. Uh, sorry. It, so the base of this beer is a pale or light lager. You know, so this is already screaming, you know, Americans, you you will like this. You know, it's got tequila in it. You like tequila or it's flavoured tequila. And it's also a light beer, which we know that they, they consume in droves with the likes of, you know, the beer the beer industry in the US traditionally, which has been like the Budweiser's and the, uh, you know, the American light beers that's, that's yeah. out there. I'm just, I'm just found a very interesting article all of a sudden. Also, I was Googling is, is Mexican, uh, is tequila Mexican, but tequila producers take on Heineken over Desperado beer. Uh, and I believe they're having a bit of a, the Mexican tequila industry is giving Europe a taste for its own medicine when it comes to defending gourmet news and drinks. Um, and basically they're now trying to bring in their own, um, tequila flavored beer to take over, um, Desperado saying they're going to do it better because it's coming from Mexico. Well, I like the sound of this. Yeah, so I mean, let's let's face it. If you can, if someone can make a, a fresher, sourced, you know, Mexican styled, you know, tequila based infused beer, then it should be Mexico that that makes that. So that makes perfect sense. We might end up being in this whole story of, um, you know, the same kind of track like realm that we're in with with the yogurt so i think we've talked about this before where you have to have greek styled yogurts you can't say greek yeah. yogurts if it's not made in greece so we might find that you know you can't call it a mexican beer if it's not in uh in mexico but definitely right now like desperados is not saying that it is a mexican beer what it is saying is it is a beer flavored with tequila yeah and it, it even says on the bottle brewed in the netherlands there you go so Desperados as a beer is 5.9%. That's quite chunky for a light lager. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hitting home at 5.9%, but it doesn't taste heavy. I know, I know I use that descriptive word a lot, but it doesn't taste like a full-on beer. As you said, it's light, it's refreshing, and it's easy to drink. And I could drink these all day if I really wanted to and feel, and feel like I haven't had a full meal if I like some of the stronger beers we've tried. Now, I was reading something here that actually Desperados uh, is brewed with malted barley, which makes it not gluten-free. However, it is vegan. That's a fun fact for you there, Richard. I'll take that fun fact with me and I'll tell all the friends at work tomorrow. Thinking about like I was talking about how easy they are to drink. I've, I remember the first time I properly tried Desperado was when I was working in Spain. And there was them... Can you remember Player Diaro, Joe? Yeah, I can. Classic, class, classic night out from where when me and Joe used to work together in Spain. It was twenty minutes away, and loads of different clubs and pubs and all of this sort of stuff. Quite a fun place to go out. But there was something called the Desperado Challenge, which is where you could go to five different bars and you had to buy a Desperado in every single bar. Um, and if you complete it, you then got a T-shirt because. So, <laughs> and, and I can see that you are currently wearing your Desperado T-shirt, so you made it. Yeah. I did this challenge back in like 2015. I've I've had this t-shirt a while. <laughs> I mean, you've got to wear it with pride. You know, it's not every day that everyone go. You could do five desperados in five bars. So there you go. No, it's it's definitely tighter than it used to be. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, it shrunk in the washing washing me. Yeah, that one there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just looking through. I've, I was I kind of I was intrigued, and I've been trying to search this out because when I said earlier on that they've only got two beers, which is the original and the red. 
I didn't yeah. quite resonate. That's what's listed on their website as being the beers that they have. But actually, it didn't resonate with me because I remember walking past an off-license not that long ago and seeing all these other wonderful and weird and wonderful flavors for, for Desperado. Now, they have also have, actually, in market, a lime Desperado. So I am currently drinking my original Desperado with a wedge of lime pushed nice. into it. So you can cut out the middleman of trying to cut your own lime and whatever and pick up the lime Desperado. But what do you think about this one, Rich? Would you try a mojito Desperado? Like, I love mojitos and I'm a fan of Desperados. And I'm also a fan of combinations of different things going together. So, you know, when like Walkers did Heinz baked bean crisps, I was there for that sort of thing. So I'm also there for mojito, mojito Desperados. Now, would you be interested in trying the Desperados Virgin 0.0%? So this is their non-alcoholic beer. Yes. As, as we have a beer review and news podcast, it is in the interest of the listeners that we try that 0% to see, to see if it can hold up. Because we've tried so many of these big named beers that have tried to replicate their beer again. And it's not, and it's not quite hit the nail on the head. And it's not quite got there. But I would be, I think, it might be a bit easier for Desperado, maybe, because it's a bit sweeter. I think you're right. It's sweeter. It's a light lager. And let's face it, who else do we know who makes a 0% alcoholic beer, which I'm a big fan of? Heineken's 0.0. Yeah. And yeah. this Desperado is owned by Heineken. So I have to have a feeling that they might have had a lot of input in, in the creation of that. So I'm, I'm kind of excited by that. What I'm very excited by, and I've just noticed this, I can't believe I hadn't noticed this before, so we're drinking these Desperados from a 33 centilitre bottles. Now, can you tell me anything unusual by this bottle that you're seeing and how you're feeling on this bottle? Is it the super cool groovy thing on the side? So to explain to the listeners what you mean by a super cool groovy thing on the side. Well, it's got, it's got Desperados embossed into the side of it in a slight little dent. So the thing said, it feels quite nice to rub your finger up and down it. And it's, it's, and it's only on one side... And it's yeah. exactly there. And I've just noticed this. I can't believe I hadn't noticed. When you pick up the bottle and you wrap your hand around it, it's like for, for your fingers to touch upon. So you have the smooth side around your hand Ooh. and around the palm of your hand. And then you touch the, the grippy Desperado bit, which adds that extra little bit of grip on the other side of the bottle. It's very clever, actually. It's those subtleties. Yeah. A slightly more functional grip, grip bottle. It's quite interesting, actually, isn't I'm, it? I'm there for that because when I'm... When I'm energetically dancing on the dance floor, because that's probably the only time I'm drinking a Desperado, I need the more grip and purchase for my beer so I don't drop it. I think you've just hit the nail on the head. That's why they've done it. Because all their Instagram is talking about and everything on their website is around parties, nightclubs, like, you know, going to like events and festivals and a big air balloon festival that they're hosting or something. Uh, that's what I've just noticed on their website. But that's cool. That's exactly what it's for, Rich. It's, this, this bottle is designed that you can dance and, and move around with this bottle. Oh, that's cool. I, you know what? I, I like that. Fair play. Fair play, Heineken. If I'm like, I mean, the, the, the taste aside, because the taste is, you know, we haven't actually gone into too much taste. So give me your, your views. I know when we've already kind of established that you've, you've drunk a lot of Desperados in your time, Rich, especially when maybe a bit younger and you enjoy this, I'm guessing, is you enjoy this test, this taste. So, oh yeah, I used to really enjoy Desperado when I was younger sort of thing. And I only very rarely now drink a Desperado. I've not drunk one of these in probably about a year. I can remember the last time I drank it was when we were in the middle of lockdown and it was the only beer I could get in the local shop 
that I was that that I was going to, and it was in cans. It was four. It was a four pack of cans, and it was the only thing. It was between that um, and an incredibly whatever some dark stout at the back, and I was like, that's not what I need right now. And so I got it, and I cracked it out, and I was sitting outside, and I was, it was a beautiful day, you know, we had that ridiculously hot sunshine. Where I sat outside, looking over the view of Portland, and I was sipping a Desperado. And I was like, you know what? This brings back happy memories, good memories. And God, it just tastes so nice. I'm not a tequila fan at all. I hate tequila. Tequila goes down, tequila comes back up. It just doesn't sit well with me <laughs> under any way, shape, or form. But tequila in, tequila in lager... Enjoying I'm just it. Just got to give them a round of applause. Well, I think you're right. It's, it's very clean, isn't it? It's quite crisp. It is quite sweet. You said before yeah. you found that quite sweet. So there's, that's that kind of sweetness to it. It's going down um, because it's got that cleanliness. It's that light lager kind of style. It's not nothing offensive. But the tequila flavouring actually adds something a little bit more interesting than you'd find in a normal light lager. You know, they all seem kind yeah. of, you know, all very focused on trying to make the lager and around the, the hops and the barley. Whereas obviously the, you can tell there's something else in there that isn't in the usual brewing process yeah. or usual brewing ingredient, ingredients. And yeah, I think it's, it's, it's quite, it's, as I said, it's, it's quite citrusy as well. Um, you know, now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I've got through a bottle now at the end of this recording and I'm, i my, my, my mouth is quite water, like watering a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I've, uh, yeah, I've had that. something that's that's quite citrusy, that's had that kind of like like refreshingness. But uh, refreshingness is not a mm. word. That refreshing kind of feeling <laughs> over my palate, over my cleanse. But Joe, if you want it to be a word, it can be a word. Refreshingness. There you go. But I got most of most of the refreshingness, if I'm honest, from the aroma, the <laughs> smell of. Desperados. It's quite reminiscent, I guess, in styling to like a Tecate to a Corona, but whoa, Tecate's tequila, it, it comes right through the nose. Last things, I guess, wrapping up on, on, on Desperado. I'll do the numbers. I'm going to say they're quite popular, I think. Desperados on Instagram. Do you want to hazard a guess as to how many followers they have? 1.2 million. Wow, that's a big, big guess. That's a great stab in the dark. They've got 86,000 <laughs> followers. <laughs> Wow, that was a big okay. guess. <laughs> All right, so not, so not, so not as popular as I thought. No, not not one point. However, many million you just said there, you crazy man. I think only like someone like Kylie Jenner, what's her name? The the in, the, the one of the Kardashian sisters. Oh, Ken- Kendall Jenner. You might be right. I don't know. The the one of the Kardashian girls. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, on Twitter they have sixteen point three k followers. So. Yeah, fairly reasonable. I think because Desperados is popular, as you said, but it is not the most popular brand within the Heineken no. portfolio. Um, I, it definitely has a niche, you know, where it's, it's very appealing to, you know, people going to nightclubs, to events, to festivals. It's, I mean, as we've described, the bottle itself is designed to be more functionally helpful when you're like yeah. dancing or moving around. So, it's definitely got a kind of a, an area that people are, 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 would drink this beer. Okay, have you ever tried it on tap? No, never. Is that is that a, no. is that a thing? I vaguely remember having it once on tap, but I just wondered if 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 it was. Maybe they just had a load of bottles tipped upside down, and you just maybe you're just talking about you had it out of a funnel. If that's what you actually <laughs> can remember, <laughs> you did you have a funnel of desperados, and now you think you had it on tap? <laughs> it's just it's really vivid. 
I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. which is, which is Desperado Funnel. <laughs> And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>